Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. We're also going to continue to watch our favorite television shows. As the strike has ended, we invite to the program Matt Rausch with TV Guide to talk about television and the shows. Matt, we were, welcome to the program. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. So we're watching the uh, game last night here in Minneapolis, and all the promos on CBS were a to talk about what's coming up right after the Super Bowl, big lineups, a lot of new shows, a lot of shows that have waiting for the next season. So kind yeah. of, yeah, tell me about what we're jumping right into in January. Well, January, there's stuff in January, but the reason you're seeing all those promos for February is because of, you know, the delays from the strikes. And so all those shows, especially the CBS shows, you know, the most traditional of all the networks and, and all those FBI shows and the NCIS shows and all those sort of things, they have been postponed, you know, six months because of the strikes. And so uh, they're going to use the Super Bowl as the launching pad in, in February to launch into all of their shows coming back that very week. So it's almost like September has moved to February. But there's also some new stuff happening in January, like you said. And this week, it's like uh, some of the networks aren't waiting at all to get their stuff up and running. And the big event of this week is the Golden Wedding on ABC on Thursday, a live wedding of the Golden Bachelor, Gary Turner, with his intended, Teresa. And you probably were aware that the runner-up in that entire dating competition was from your area, a woman called Leslie. Yes. And if you know uh, know how reality TV works, she didn't win that particular season, but I imagine we 
haven't seen the last of her. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make her the golden bachelorette at some point or, or put her on Dancing with the Stars or something. Once you're on, once you become like a reality TV star, you never really go away, even if you don't win the big brass ring, or in this case, the gold ring. Um, but, but yeah, so on, on Thursday night on ABC, it's going to be a two-hour special a live, um, a live wedding of these two people who found each other in their twilight. And, uh, you know, he's in his 70s. She's, I think, uh, in their 60s for sure. Uh, but th- it was such an interesting phenomenon to see the dating game uh, that has been played out on The Bachelor for all those many years play out with people of a certain age. And, and, and it seemed to be a big hit for uh, the franchise. And it was interesting to see people who weren't just looking for fame. They really seemed to be looking for a second chance in life. So that was kind of interesting in some ways. But yes, the wedding is happening Thursday, and there's no getting around it. Well, I know that a lot of friends of mine got together and had parties to watch that final episode. (laughs) I can't imagine. I mean, they must measure. A lot of people watch. I mean, it's quite popular. It's kind of interesting to me that people are that interested in that kind of watching that but they are right well yeah yeah i i it's a, it's a phenomenon the whole the whole franchise and almost all of those dating shows on tv don't aren't really my cup of tea um but it was interesting to see the demographic play out and the fact that the bachelor tends to skew young and you get all those hot bodies who are all crowded around in a house uh, all waiting to either date a woman or a single woman or a single man and it just it the whole process just kind of creeps me out a bit um, just in terms of the idea that they're pretending to fall in love on TV. But people uh, fall for it, and they get their rooting interest in certain people. But, but of course, unlike the regular Bachelor, where they're all like tearing each other apart, uh, this was a much nicer and kinder environment. There were sometimes a few frictions, but, uh, but not that you would normally see in The Bachelor. So uh, it was a, a, certainly a mellower season in some regards, except The Bachelor himself. I mean, he was a an emotional mess. He was crying half the time. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so we'll see how many tears flow on Thursday. I guess that's one reason to watch. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, you said they pretend to fall in love. I think that Leslie Fema, the in our our gal, I yeah. thought she she was really crying. I thought she was really in pain. Oh, I I have no doubt. I, th- I think this was a much more authentic thing than you see in the other seasons of The Bachelor. I mean, I. I I don't want to be a cynic about romance, but, but the way that this thing is orchestrated on TV, it isn't, like I said, I, I don't believe a lot of things I see in reality TV. But I think that these were these people who have lived their full lives before getting on the, ba- the Golden Bachelor, that there was something a bit more authentic about the experience they were having, even though it was all happening on camera, which is just weird. Weird. I would totally be like, sick to my stomach if, you know <laughs> all right we're talking to matt roush with tv guide about all things television on news talk a3owcco let's talk a little bit more about other reality tv america's got talent talk about that yeah you know usually that's a summer show and it's a big hit for nbc for like the last 15 years or so but it's always the biggest summer show but now they spin it off every once in a while and as of tonight i mean this is the january 1st and there's lots of original programming even tonight but they, they're starting a, what they're calling their Fantasy League version, which is a new spinoff where the judges themselves are forming teams based on talent either from the, this show or some of the shows from around the world. So they're going to form teams, and it's going to be more like a competition between the different judges. So maybe that'll be fun. Who knows? But also tonight, ABC's got a special uh, where they, uh, Disney Plus aired the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony last year live. But ABC is uh, putting together three hours of highlights. So if you're a big rock and roll fan, you can watch uh, some of the highlights from that tonight on ABC. And some of the honorees this year included Cheryl Crow and Missy Elliott, Willie Nelson, George Michael, Rage Against the Machine. So that's a whole lot of different kind of music there. So if you're a fan of 
that sort of thing. That's also a special tonight. So again, uh, the networks aren't, you know, uh, playing dead now. Now that now that the ball has dropped, uh, they're getting back to business for sure. Yeah, and Matt, how important was it that I mean that strike really did do do a number on the industry, did it not? Well, it did, and especially on the broadcast networks, which are already you know suffering because of the shift to streaming that so many people have done. And that even the companies that own the networks are putting a lot of their best product on their streaming platforms and not on the broadcast networks like they used to be. So, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, they were really struggling because they had nothing new scripted almost to put on the air at all. There were a few exceptions, but uh, so the fact that they have had to wait until January, or in most cases, the, the, the big shows, the big shows that you expect to see on TV, they'll be coming in February. Things like Grey's Anatomy and the NCIS shows and the Chicago shows on, on NBC, all of those, they'll be coming on in February. But yeah, it, it, was a, it was a big hit for the networks for sure. And we'll see, uh, they're really going to have like a half season before again, the, between like now and May. So you'll probably get like 10 to 13 episodes where you normally get, you know, 20 plus. So yeah, it was a big hit uh, for the industry financially and almost every other way. Yeah. Let's look ahead to the, the award season. I'm so excited. The Golden Globes are, are <laughs> next Sunday. I'll be sitting right there. Um, talk about that. Yeah. Um, uh, the show had certainly gone through some, some rocky times in recent years, the Golden Globes, uh, the, the organization that hosted them, the Hollywood Foreign Press, no longer exists in its current form. They had a lot of scandals about inclusion, about, you know, taking, you know, gifts from nominees and all that kind of stuff. But so it's a new organization running them and they're moving from NBC to CBS after some time off the air. So they're back and we'll see whether that can regain its luster as the biggest party of all of the award shows, you know, where they sit around and drink and there's a little bit of a looser kind of an, uh, a feel to it than you get like at the Oscars or the Emmys. And of course, keep in mind that the Emmys were postponed from uh, from September to January. So Golden Globes come first, but a week later you're going to get the Emmys, which are giving awards for things that happened more than a year ago because it was supposed to happen in September. But the Golden Globes, uh, they found a host finally, a comedian by the name of Joe Coy, not one of the bigger names of, uh, I think a lot of people probably turned them down because the Golden Globes are reinventing themselves. But yes, if you want to uh, get back in the awards season, they're all going to be rolling out and the Golden Globes comes first. And they've got Barbie and Oppenheimer as the two most nominated movies. So if they can roll those stars out again and get a little bit of Barbie magic going, they might get some good ratings as well. In TV, Succession, like it, like with the Emmys, Succession, the final season of that HBO show, is the most nominated drama. And I'm sure it will win a lot of awards. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, with the Golden Globes, they give out awards to both movies and television. So everybody comes and rubs shoulders with Beverly Hilton. So, yeah, with the Golden Globes coming back, I guess, again, there's one other sign that a TV is getting back to normal. I have a question about a show, if you don't mind my asking. Um, Yellowstone. Yes. That was an I was not a, I hadn't given it a shot. And then I went and I watched it from start to finish on on the streaming, I think it was Paramount Plus. Right. And then, and you can... and then CBS went ahead and re-ran <laughs> it. And I wonder how that worked for them and about that particular show itself. Well, apparently there were people who hadn't watched it yet who watched it on CBS, and it was somewhat of a trimmed version because if you've watched the original on either Paramount Network or streaming, you know that uh, it's like an R-rated Dallas. I mean, yeah. the, the, the language is just absolutely filthy on this show, but it's also kind of endemic to the world that they live in, and they're all very, you know, very uh, arrogant and, and 
and, and driven people on this show. But yeah, we're heading into the final season, which is going to come on later in 2024. I'm not really sure about how much of the season we'll see Kevin Costner in because he has kind of cut ties with uh, the creator of the show. There's been some, you know, some backstage drama going on on that show. Oh. And of course, with a long postponement, but so there's only going to be one more season left. But yes, the fact they got exposure during the strikes because CBS was trying to fill holes with whatever they had. Mm. And so the, the parent company decided to move uh, the first couple of seasons of, of, of Yellowstone on to CBS on Sunday night. Uh, which seemed like it was the most bizarre fit because it's a network that doesn't really, uh, their shows aren't as edgy as on some of the other networks. And so there was Paramount putting up, I mean, there was CBS putting Yellowstone on. And the ratings, I think, were okay. I mean, mm-hmm. during those during these strike months, it really wasn't about ratings. It was more about just survival and keeping the lights on. But you got to figure that it's the biggest hit show on cable television uh, for the last couple of years. So a lot of people who had ever wanted to see Yellowstone had seen it. And so it was sort of a new audience getting eyeballs on it. Um, and so it did, I guess, okay. And you know, coming on after 60 Minutes, which it's one of the most watched nights of television for CBS. So I imagine it did what it needed to do. Um, but most people are just really antsy for the final season to come on. And I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be. But it's going to be a big deal when it happens because it's going to be the last uh, it's going to be the last run for these particular characters. Uh, the, the world of Yellowstone will continue. You know, they've done these other prequels um, set in 1923 and 1888, and so, or, or I think those are the years. But anyway, uh, the franchise will continue, but the original series will be over as of the next batch of episodes. You know, in the 1923 and 1883, those were really well done also. And was that Taylor Sheridan? Or is that his name? <laughs> Yes, he's he's like a, he's like a one man factory of television right Man. now, and, he's, and and he puts his name on shows and they get made even if he's not the creative source behind them. So he's kind of like in that in that realm of like Shonda Rhimes and these other power producers. But he's pretty much Yellowstone is like he writes just about every episode, and 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 so he's it, this is this is uh, like you said he's a bit of a factory out there yeah. and, and 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 quite a power player. And Paramount and Paramount Network and the Paramount Plus streaming uh, platform is pretty much his home. And I don't know what they would do without him, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, Matt, thanks for sticking around a little longer than usual, a little earlier than usual on this Monday. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a very happy new year. And uh, it was nice to visit with you. I always enjoy it. Well, I did, too. And I appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. And there's going to be lots of TV to come. So I'll, I'll be checking in with you guys i'm sure all through the year awesome thank you so much that's matt roush with tv guide with us on news talk 830 wcco hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did